Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you are new to One of a Kind, you welcome. I am so excited for you to join us and so excited that you decided to take a stop by and listen to see what this podcast is all about. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind, you I am also so appreciative that you decided to stop by again this week to listen and see what this episode is going to share. And for all my new listeners, the way that this podcast works is that I share a journal entry of mine from five or six years ago, and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. So today's episode is from April 12th, 2016, and I write, Mrs. Todd called this morning to talk with me about Lily. Lily has been bullying a boy in her class for a few weeks by saying he can't play because he talks funny. I am sickened over it and very disappointed in her. I guess I have been naive in thinking that she would never do such a thing. We talk almost on a daily basis about the golden rule and treating others kindly. She is so smart and aware that I didn't think it would ever happen. Her teacher raised the issue that prior to age five, they are unable to consider another person's feelings. Despite this, I think it is important to talk and discuss this with children. Her teacher is in favor of early intervention as well because she did talk about the importance of teaching the little ones coping strategies so they have them as they grow. I try to be a good parent and so does Pete. I don't want this situation to be a reflection on our parenting skills. In a way, it is a wake-up call for us to practice and model the golden rule for the girls. It is also a test for me as a parent to handle the situation in a calm, rational manner instead of an off-the-wall, flip-my-lid approach. It is a reminder that all of my actions and Pete's actions directly and indirectly impact our girls. It is a reinforcer in the fact that many of my issues can be directly linked to my parents' behavior and choices. I read a few articles on the issue, and they all said it can be caused by insecurity. There are times when I see Lily as an, in, as an insecure little girl, and there are times it is the opposite. When I see her as a secure, confident girl, I admire her because I was the farthest thing from secure when I was her age. I need to be secure and confident in front of the girls so they can learn this and carry it with them. I want to be a healthy role model for them and give them something my parents couldn't give me. I was going to write about my morning inspirational, but we'll save it for another day. My heart is too heavy. So... This was tough, and I can remember uh, getting the phone call from Lily's teacher like it happened yesterday, and Lily's going to be 12, so this was seven years ago. Um, Well, I guess six, because she had um, turned five, or she is six at this point. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. So she, this was six years ago, and so Lily's almost 12 now, and I can remember I was sitting in my home office when I got the phone call from school, and when I first saw the school phone number, I thought, oh my gosh, Lily is home, you know, being sent home sick, and when it was the teacher, I had even more of a sinking feeling in my stomach because the last thing as a parent is that you want is ever to get a phone call from your child's teacher saying that they're being a problem in school and let alone mistreating a classmate. And so, and to make the matters worse is that our, my husband and this child's classmate both work um, in the same field and in the same city and it's a very um, everybody knows everybody kind of situation. So I was mortified and thankfully the child's parents were very understanding um, with the situation. 
but you know, it's the last thing you want. And so not to take away from the fact that Lily made a bad choice, um, but there were students sitting at the table with her and this child. And I think there might've been some influencing going on. And with that being said, I want my child to be able to withstand the negative influence from others and be independent and say, no, I don't agree with that. So I'm not doing it instead of going with what the group is doing. And so, um, so, you know, I, in that moment, was she really, really being insecure? I'm not sure, but I felt insecure. Woo! I felt insecure because I was so worried about what that teacher must have thought of me as a parent and, and as a teacher because she knew that I'm a former kindergarten teacher. So the thought loop of negative self-talk was running rampant in my brain along with the insecurity. And so, um, you know, it's a reminder that at any age, insecurity can show up. How it shows up for kids is different than how it shows up for adults sometimes. But I know where as an adult, if I'm feeling insecure, there have been times um, where I've engaged in comparison, comparing myself to someone else, you know, gossiping is not good, but there have been times where I've gossiped and later real, you know, regretted the fact. And so it's hard, um, because there are situations that are going to present themselves for our kids and for ourselves all throughout life. And, um, I can remember picking Lily up from school that day and trying to talk to her and I was kind of surprised because I thought that in the moment when I spoke with her about her behavior I would have had the flip my lid approach screaming like are you crazy what are you doing you could get kicked out of school we don't treat people that way but what I found is that I started to cry and Lily couldn't understand she was like why are you crying and I explained to her because I, I understood how that little boy felt because I was bullied in school, throughout school, especially in middle school, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Um, and so I remember the feeling of how bad it feels to be singled out, to be made fun of, to be told that you're not enough. And those hidden emotions came bubbling back up. And her little six-year-old brain just couldn't understand why I would cry because I wasn't the one being told, you know, that I couldn't play. Um, and so I can just remember explaining to Lily that the impact of her words could run a whole lifetime for this child. And uh, could she really wrap her little brain around it at that point? You know, I'm not really sure. But I will say that now I see her noticing when other kids at school are getting made fun of and she feels bad for them. So I, I'm like, okay, yay, I, you know, you have a heart and you do see the, the way that it impacts people. And so I hope now that, you know, she's completely forgotten about this situation in kindergarten, I'm sure. But I just hope that she carries with her the... um memory of her seeing it now 
in sixth grade and the impact it has on her peers. So, yeah, so that was just, and rereading this journal entry for this podcast episode, I could feel my heart heavy again, heavy for that little boy, heavy for being in that situation with Lily, heavy for Lily for possibly being influenced. And I say that because the girls that were sitting at her table had done something similar to another little girl in the class who had worn sweatpants that had elastic at the ankles. And they questioned her and said, you know, why would you ever wear those pants? Those are fat girl pants and you should never wear those again. And so she went home so upset and told mom, you know, I can't wear these because the girls at school said these are fat girl pants. And so again, insecurity and the little girls not understanding that their feelings of inadequacy or insecurity were causing them to be mean and unkind to another child instead of trying to be inclusive and build themselves up by building someone else up rather than building themselves up by tearing someone else down. So I realize, you know, a lot from the impact of my childhood on that it had on me with childhood emotional neglect and childhood trauma. And so when I learned those things, it was my goal was to make sure I broke this cycle for my kids. And part of that is modeling, being a healthy model for them and all the different ways to be um, a healthy model. And I know sometimes it's hard as women and we're aging and our bodies change and our clothes don't fit quite right the way that they used to before kids or maybe even five years ago. And so we'll remark, you know, oh, I feel fat or I look fat in this. And our kids are listening to every word that we say. And so I try to be really mindful of the things that I say out loud about myself in terms of my appearance, the way that my clothes look and feel on me, um, how I comment other people on their appearance. And so really focusing, too, on commenting my daughters more on their abilities rather than their appearance. And so not to say that I never say, oh, you're so beautiful or you're gorgeous or any of those. I do um, because I want them to know that it's a whole package. It's not just the way that you look. It's not just the way that you dress. It's about who you are as a person, too, and about your abilities. And so modeling for them how to receive compliments because that can be really challenging at time too. There have been so many times where my husband says, oh, you look beautiful in that. And I say, oh, yeah, right. You have to say that. Or you're biased. Or you're subjective. And it's it can be really challenging to take the compliment. And so really modeling for them how to take a compliment, how to give a compliment, how to engage in positive self-talk rather than negative self-talk. And if you do engage in negative self-talk, showing them how to flip the switch with that and saying, you know, um, I might be really bad at, but, or, and I'm getting better or, um, I haven't quite gotten the hang of it yet and I'm working on it. So, cause there have been times, you know, where I make mistakes and mess up and I say out loud, Oh, Kim, you're so stupid. And I don't want them to hear that. So instead I say, Oh, that was silly. Everybody makes mistakes. I'll get the hang of it. 
or it's not quite right yet, but I'm getting there so that they can see that even if you make a mistake, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the end all be all of the situation. And so I also want to model for them to uh, what a healthy relationship looks like, not just with myself, but with my husband too. So that way they're in a partnership, they understand what that healthy relationship dynamic looks like, because I didn't always have that modeled either. And so, um, all of those things are cumulative and they all influence the way that we are, who we've become, how we think, what we believe, how we process and react to situations. And so I really just want to make sure that I'm modeling as much as I can for, the, for my girls that's serving for them so that they can see how to navigate the unserving times. And, and it's human nature. Of course, there are times where we're insecure. It would be a farce of me to say I'm never insecure because there are times where I still feel insecure because I'm human and I'm growing and I'm, and I'm evolving and that's okay. It's working through that insecurity. It's working through the challenge. It's working through the obstacle. I'm really showing them how to do that. And then the more I can be a role model for them, the easier it gets for me. And you're probably thinking, yeah, Kim, that's great and all, but how many times have you said if your mindset doesn't align with the strategies, it's not going to work? And yes, and so you're probably thinking, how can I be a positive role model for my kids if I really don't have uh, a positive body image? How can I be a positive role model for my kids if I'm super insecure? And it's doing the things that you feel confident in, being a role model in the things that you feel confident in doing. So are you super friendly and you're great at engaging in conversation with people and you're really great at complimenting others? Start there because the more you do that and they see that, they'll be able to translate it to themselves and to their friendships and then to situations at school, at after school activities and in the community in general. And so part of it is, you know, modeling. So I'm a really good conversationalist. Probably you can figure that out because I can talk and talk and talk on this podcast. And so what I do when I'm out in public is I'm a role model for my kids on treating others with kindness. So when we go to a store and there's a cashier checking us out, I always model for my children by saying to the cashier, hi, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks so much for asking. So then when we go to other places and, and my girls are maybe making a purchase and they're at the cash register, then they can do that themselves. And I'm noticing more and more that my daughter, Lily, who's almost 12, is starting to be able to do that more with ease, where Casey's only nine and she's a little bit more shy. So that's a struggle for her, but she's working on it. And so part of it is just modeling, you know, getting Casey to model making eye contact with the cashier so they know that she's acknowledging them. And so for me, that's a really easy task to engage in conversation. Is it so easy for me to use self-talk when I feel like I've made a mistake or I've messed up? Mm, probably not that easy. So I model what I'm really good at. And then part of the modeling too is showing them how to correct it. So there are times where my husband and I have a disagreement and I have a very loud voice. So it probably sounds like I'm yelling at him, even though I'm really not. And so, you know, I model for my girls how to apologize, how to admit that I made a mistake, how to explain my behavior 
not to justify it or excuse it, but so that there's an understanding of the mistake that I made and I'm recognizing the mistake that I made, but also doing that for my girls as well. So, you know, I'm not always patient and there are times where I yell at them and then I feel horrible for yelling at them. So I will go back to them and say, you know, girls, I'm sorry I yelled at you or I'm sorry I lost my patience. I was feeling overwhelmed and in the future, next time I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm going to take a deep breath before I respond to you. And they'll say they understand and nine times out of 10, they'll say, it's okay, you don't need to apologize. We were being annoying or we deserved it or we you know, weren't being helpful. But so there are so many different ways to model for our children and so that they get the skills that they need and they, their insecurity is minimized and their feelings of frustration and overwhelm can be easier for them to navigate. But just know that if your child ever ends up in a situation like my Lily, where they get in trouble at school for being unkind to someone else, it's not a direct reflection of you as a parent. And that was something that was really hard for me to wrap my brain around at, at first initially because I live and eat and breathe and sleep for my kids. And, you know, I just want the best for them and I want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can for them. So I felt like on some level I had failed Lily or I made a mistake or I didn't do something right. But what I had to recognize is that as I'm an individual, my children are each individuals and they're going to make mistakes because it's part of life. It's part of learning. And so instead of saying to this boy, I don't really want to play with you today because I'd rather play with someone else. It came out as, you can't play because you talk funny. Or instead of saying, I can't understand what you're saying, can you repeat what you said? And so that's part of our children learning to live and experience life is they're going to have the ups and downs just like we do as an, as an adult. And it's not a reflection on you or anything. It's just them learning and making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. So... I hope that you found today's episode helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it with a friend. The more the merrier. And also, if you would be so kind, I would be so thankful and appreciative if you left a review. I read each and every review so that I can ensure that I am continuing to provide you with what you're looking for when you take the time to tune in and listen to this podcast. And I know your time is incredibly valuable and there are so many podcasts that you could choose. And I'm just beyond grateful that you choose one of a kind you. So thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you next week.